0: Good morning, lovely guys and gals, and welcome to the Bread of Life podcast. All right, so last week we finished up our discussion on the Pauline Epistle, the prayers, and the procession around the altar, the sanctuary, around the church. We mentioned the priest sensing the other clergy members, the faithful around the church, the relics of the saints, if there are any in the church. All of these things, we we went through it and we discussed or we debunked some of the the contemplations and, and more of the functionality of it. And today we're going to discuss the hymns of the censer, the hymns that are usually chanted around this time. So the original hymn of the censer, the most ancient one, the old one, the authentic one, is, You are the censer, made of pure gold, carrying the blessed and live coal. That is Shori, which is today sung during the weekdays of the Great Lent. We mentioned this before, and we're going to mention it over and over again, time and time again. During the most solemn and reverent occasions, the ancient rite is preserved. And this is a key example of that being played out. So up until relative, relatively recent in, in the history of the church, maybe the 14th, 15th, 16th century, around that time, this was the only hymn of the censor. And interestingly enough, this is also found somewhere else in our liturgical writings. For any astute listeners, anybody who, who really paid attention to things and who really reads uh, and tries to make connections, we can see that. Especially if, especially if this person is a frequent goer, a frequent midnight praise goer, you would see that shori is also chanted in the Sunday Theutokea. It's the sixth portion of the Sunday and it's the first part. So the entire text up until the refrain goes as follows: You are the censor made of pure gold carrying the blessed and live coal that is taken from the altar to purge the sins and take away the iniquities, which is God, the Word, who is incarnate of you and offered himself as incense to God his Father. So that's the original, the, or the, the the more complete text of this hymn. This hymn was the initial hymn of the censer, and it was it's, it's preserved for us in the weekdays of Lent, and has a very beautiful tune um, as well. Now, later on, there was another hymn that was introduced in into the uh, into the mix into the hymns of the censer, which is the ones that are the ones that are commonly prayed on most days that are not fasting days, excluding Lent, and that is Taishori or this censer of pure gold. Now the words of this hymn is, the censer of pure gold bearing the aroma is in the hands of Aaron the priest, offering up incense upon the altar. And I remember discussing this with, with, with a deacon when I was younger as well, um, more of a mentor deacon, shared this with me that, that a tradition that he received is that there is an extension or there's a continuation to this hymn. And I, I wrote it down uh, many years ago and I wanted to share it with you guys as well. The extension is as follows. So this is the the original part is, this is the censer of pure gold, bearing the aroma. It's in the hands of Aaron, the priest, offering up incense on the altar. And then the continuation is, before the seat of mercy is the Virgin St. Mary, who brought forth Jesus Christ, the Son and Word of God. The Holy Spirit came upon her, purified her, sanctified her, and filled her with grace. Through her intercessions, O Lord, grant us the forgiveness of our sins. Now we can clearly see from here that if this were the case, this is a much later edition because the intercessions, and I'm giving you guys a sneak peek into next week, the intercessions were not chanted at this point up until the 18th century. So if this were the authentic um, continuation of this hymn, then this hymn would have come into the church, come into, come into the mix of hymns, the gamut of hymns, around the 18th century. In any case, this is the second hymn of the censor. The third hymn of the censer is Tishori and the words are the golden censer is the virgin her aroma is our savior she gave birth to him he saved us and forgive us our sins and this was the explanation of the previous hymn or of both of the hymns to be honest this was more of an explanation of the hymns of the censer than an independent hymn of the censer and they used to be prayed kind of together now it's more of a pick and choose situation depending on the season both of the two hymns, the first, the first two hymns, so entutiti shori and taishori, they both contain a reference to the, sun, to the sun. However, the third one doesn't mention the sun, which is even more of a of a indicator that this used to be an explanation as opposed to something that used to be chanted independently, or at at, at the very least, it was chanted as a supplement to what was chanted before and not as its own hymn. Now, at the end of both of these hymns, the people. Pray together. They worship. We worship you, Christ. Ten osht We we chant these together, and it's an interesting point to note is that this would roughly take the duration of time for the priest to encircle the altar uh, as as the rite prescribes, and then after the priest has finished doing that, he would sense in front of the altar, facing facing east, and he would also say, "We worship you, Christ." So there is some kind of beauty in in, in realizing that that point, all the church would say, Tenosh or, We worship you Christ, with your good Father and the Holy Spirit, free of come and saved us, have mercy on us, at the same time, all together. Now there's one more hymn of the censer, which may or may not seem intuitive, but not, nevertheless, it is one of the hymns of the censer, and that is, This is he, or Fayetav Enf. So the words of this are, This is he who offered himself, as an acceptable sacrifice upon the cross for the salvation of our race, his good father smelled him in the evening on Golgotha. Now, interestingly enough, this is one of the more authentic um, hymns of the censer. And guess what? It is also found in the Midnight Praise. It's in the 15th portion of the Sunday Huttakea at the end. And it has its own beautiful tune to be pra- to be chanted and to be prayed in the... In the midnight praise, but it also has a very beautiful tune that's chanted and prayed during the liturgy, and we can see also on Good Friday, for example, um, it's chanted many times throughout the year on the feast of the cross and such. Obviously, with a very different tune, but this is clearly a hymn in which, the, during which the priest is sensing during the during which the, there is incense being offered, and this is again part of the imagery of smell, aroma, offering, all of these things that are tied into the sensor being there and being used so this is just something to note that the church doesn't do things like haphazardly and doesn't do things randomly when there's when the sensor is being used the churches bring our attention to listen this is why we're using the sensor this is what we're doing this is this is important to pay attention a quick fun fact or a little tidbit about uh the word sensor or shoria in in you know would be arabic is that this is an ancient egyptian word like many, many words that are um, adopted into Arabic, they, they have a different root or a, a deeper meaning, um, oftentimes from ancient Egyptian, uh, ancient hieroglyphic, things like that, so, or pharaonic. So this this word, shurya, is basically means carrier or altar of the god Ra. Super interesting because... Sure. the word "shoriya" is divided in two parts. If you do, if you look at it et- etymologically, and you can see that it basically means altar or carrier of the of God of the god Ra, which is the sun god, which is a very pagan thing. It's not Christian at all, not not the slightest. But it's interesting to see that the adaptation of this altar of the god Ra, which is probably a, a bowl that the people used to offer incense in, that was adopted into the Uh, coptic orthodox church and preserved this 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 egyptian flavor this uh, this authentically purely egyptian flavor was preserved and there are many instances where the coptic church is influenced by um, pharaonic uh, influences obviously a lot of influence based on jewish influence and discussed those a little bit uh, when we spoke about the raising of incense but it's super interesting to see where all of these things converge and all these things tie into place so it's super interesting here to note the the three the four the three hymns of the sensor and the additional fourth one um of enf. Um I say additional just because it 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 does follow the same theme but it's not usually said in the same um or in the same frequency at least. So it's interesting to see all of these hymns of the sensor. Notice here I mentioned the intercessions, the tends once. Um and we're going to talk about that next week. has a whole own story uh, about it. But essentially, to kind of, to kind of, um, spoiler alert: basically, um, the the hymn, the hymn of the intercessions were not chanted at this point. I mentioned earlier that the that the intercessions were not chanted up until the 18th century, and we're going to see kind of the evolution or how this came to be. So it used to be at this point. Very briefly, the hymn of the censor, Let me worship you, Christ. And then the beginning of the readings. Now, if we look at, um, today's rite, we can see in Coptic reader, for example, there is a lot of Pauline responses and all these things, uh, hymns that are venerating or, um, or in honor of the patriarch. There's hymns like Ia Happy, Tumakario. Noti, Tomacario, um, all these things. I'm not quite sure where these quote unquote patriarchal hymns came from, and uh, that, that requires further investigation, but at this point we know that there is the hymn of the censor, and then the pauline epistle is right after there is no intercessions at this point which is very fitting to consider that what's going on there's incense being offered and there's there are prayers being prayed and we discussed those prayers for the pauline epistle being prayed last week um and and we're highlighting or we're, we're kind of um, discussing what's going on where sh- the, the church is putting us putting showing us um, this is the sensor uh, this the, the 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 sensor is the virgin her aroma is christ and and so on so on so it's super interesting to see the hands of the sensor um, obviously not all of the sensors that we use are pure gold most likely not even if they're gold plated if you fiddle or fiddle a little bit around with the gold then there's a whole bunch of silver or other metals under that um, we don't usually have Pure gold censers, but the idea is there. The sentiment is there. That the censer is is the is the virgin, and uh, her aroma is Christ. And we can see that through the hymnophyta. of Phaedah, we can see that the aroma is Christ, and the Father smelled Christ being offered on the cross in the evening on Golgotha at the hour of glory, in which we received salvation. Um, the hymns of the censer are very beautiful. They're they're very beautiful in their hymnology. Very beautiful in their texts. Worthy of meditation, worthy of contemplation. And next week, God willing, we will jump into the whole conversation of the intercessions. This this there's two points in which we could have discussed it. I I I rather speak about it next week as opposed to holding off because I think it's a super interesting conversation that is worth having. So that about does it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Christ is within us.